there, avid listeners. Thanks again for tuning into Sin's Workshop Podcast. Hope you're all having a great day. Uh, you're going to have to forgive me today. My congestion and my allergies are just killing me. So it's a little hard to breathe today for me, unfortunately. Uh, anyway, today we're going to be talking about Entwined by A.J. Rosen. This is a young adult contemporary retelling of Greek mythology. It follows the descendant of the Greek gods and on their journey to find their soulmates but there's a lot of intrigue there's a lot of um mystery in the story now this is what i did like about the novel um i I, there were things i liked and there were things i didn't like um and they sort of balance each other out what i did like was the storytelling i'm gonna say this now when you pick up this novel um you're not going to be reading it for the characters. You are going to be reading it for the Greek mythology because what Rosen does is she really does delve into Greek mythology with this novel. She um, picks this one aspect of Greek mythology, uh, the, the creation of the humans. You know, humans had two faces, four arms, four legs. Pretty monstrous thought when you think about it. And Zeus, afraid of their power, he split them in half. Uh, but they did gift them with finding their other half again. Uh, that's where this idea of soulmate comes into being. It is um, it is an actual piece of Greek mythology, but it is one that uh, I think is quickly forgotten. I personally did forget about it, and I'm a huge Greek mythology nerd. Um, and I had to look it up to make sure that this is... Uh, true to Greek mythology, and it is true to some tales. So I will say um, I did like that aspect of the story, that Rosen was able to take one piece of Greek mythology and really highlight it and bring it to life and highlight the importance around it. Now, what I had an issue with uh, regarding the story was, well, um... We're going to talk about that in a little bit. Let me continue with what I did like. So, once again, you know, the characterization, or not the characterization, uh, the Greek mythology was well done in this story. You know, I do really think that separating the these people by their social class, I thought that was also interesting. You have the high royals. <sighs> Excuse me. The high royals who are descendant from Zeus, Poseidon, and Hades, and then you have the royals who are all the... Um, other high gods, you know, Artemis, Apollo, Demeter, Hera, um, just to name a few. And then you have all the regulars, you know, who are descendant from all those minor gods that uh, don't have a lot of, you know, like Astraea and the goddess of luck. You know, these are just some minor gods that uh, people are really unfamiliar with. So those are what you would call the regulars. So, this idea that every year, uh, for about a month, all they all get together to, for the young ones, um, when they come of age, what they're doing is they're awakening their power in order to seek out their um, soulmate. And so, every year they get together uh, to have a huge gathering uh, full of a lot of Greek sports in order to find and connect their soulmate, connect with their soulmate. So I think that was really well done. I thought, I do think that was interesting, but there's also um, some more history to this. You know, Hades' line has ultimately been 
exterminated. Um, and Avery is a descendant of Hades. Now, I'm, I'm saying this because it's pretty obvious in the story. Once you read it, you're just like, she's totally Hades. He's not Hades' descendant. Totally Hades' descent. Um, I don't think... If the author was trying to make it uh, not so obvious, she failed in that respect. But I will say this. You know, it being predictable didn't detract from the story because you're kind of wondering, okay... She's a descendant of Hades. First, you're wondering, well, why doesn't she know this? Second, you're wondering, why is this faction after her? And third, you're wondering, well, why was she hidden? You know, so there's a lot of intrigue in the And I think that that's very well done. Because even though the story, it does lend itself to some predictability it still doesn't detract from the overall mystery of the story because what Rosen does is she does trickle in a lot of history here and there in order to keep the momentum of the story going forward. That is something that I did like. You know, I did like the Greek mythology once again. I did like the history. I liked the storytelling overall. Um, I like this idea of soulmates. Um, that was something, sorry, it's like so hard for me to just breathe. Um, (laughs) oh, I hate my allergies. I know about you people, but I need like super extra strength allergy medication and it doesn't always work. Unfortunately. Um, but neither here nor there. (laughs) Anyway, um. That is something I did like from the story. I liked the storytelling. And you, when you read it, the story, you're not going to be reading it for the characters. And this is why. Um, this is something I didn't like from the story. The characterization wasn't great. Uh, you have Avery. She pretty much has really weird relationships with a lot of people around her. Let me start with that. First of all, her parents are pretty much... Um, I don't want to say neglectful, but they're just not there. Like, they care for her. Like, she's an accessory, but not even, like, a good accessory. Just like, oh, it's you again. Go do this. Um, You know, they are pretty much... They seem so unattached to her. And given the progression of the story and how the story ends, they go from seeming super you know, unattached to her, to wanting to be doting parents to her. And I'm just kind of confused by that because anytime they show any warmth towards her, it took me off guard. You know, it didn't fit with how the story was, had developed their relationship with the reader. It felt odd. It felt misplaced. It felt, you know, um, out of place. You know, there wasn't really a good progression on developing their relationship. So when they finally did show affection towards her, you're just like, where is this coming from? And given the progression of the story um, and all the revelations, you're just kind of like, okay, well, why weren't you acting kinder toward her to begin with? You know, it just didn't fit within the context of their whole relationship. It was very odd. It was very jarring um, and ultimately unbelievable. And then you have the relationship with her best friend. Her ultimately is just kind of bubbly. Um, I will say this. Her best friend is a perfect foil for her. So I can see why she brings out 
this sort of lightness to her, which I thought was interesting. Uh, they do balance each other out, but ultimately her best friend is pretty much unmemorable. She exists solely to sort of fit that best friend trope. Uh, that J best friend who really doesn't have anything to offer the story and is only there to exist as the sidekick of the main protagonist. That's what she is. She has no depth to her. She has no inner conflict. She's very much just a name on the page. Yes, her personality, what little there is, um, not personality, I'll say this, the narrative surrounding her is lighter than Avery's harsh, harsh narrative. That's where the balance comes out, and that's how you can see it. Um, her tone is lighter. You know, Avery's tone is very hard, it's very harsh, it's very just, oh, I hate the world, angsty. Um, and then the tone surrounding her friend whenever she talks, you know, it's more bubbly, it's, it's lighter. But she's not memorable unfortunately and that is the fault of the story um because it's full of a lot of these relationships that are just not memorable uh there's no depth to them now that being said uh there is one enough that the author did do well as far as the characterization goes there is a love triangle in this story uh i say that now because i know a lot of readers don't like love triangles you know they are this cliche trope and I totally get it uh, I'm not a big fan of love, tri love triangles myself I I think that they are occasionally kind of like this cop out however that being said they can be done well um this is a novel where they are done well, where they are not off-putting. You know, I like a love triangle if it's written well. If there is some, if there is a measure of depth to it, you know, this is one. Uh, you know, every is attracted to two boys, and they both are attracted to her as well. But it just doesn't come out of the blue. There is a development here between her and these two male characters on separate occasions there is a connection growing so it doesn't start out as this obvious kind of oh there's totally going to be a love triangle it kind of does come out of the blue it but it fits within the context within the story of within the development of the story and the development of these of the relationship between these characters that is what makes it good you know that's probably the saving grace of the novel this of the character character side of the novel this love triangle is the most in-depth exploration of it as far as these characters go um this is where all of rosen's i guess depth went she really focused in on developing their relationship and how they all balance each other out. So that was promising. That was that was well done. Let me say that. Uh, but you know, ultimately, once again, you're not going to be reading this story 
for the characters. You're going to be reading it for the story itself because the story itself is well written. The mystery, the intrigue, the tension, those are done well. The Greek mythology is incorporated into it very well as you know, very well. I can't say that enough. I thought it was a good retelling. It was um it was a good retelling. I will say that I will not retelling. Reimagining of Greek mythology. So that's really the saving grace here. So this was entwined by A.J. Rosen. Um, I will give it three stars just because it does lack in the character department. But that love triangle is actually well developed and constructed. So once again, this is by A.J. Rosen. Three stars. If you want to go ahead and purchase the book, I recommend purchasing it off of bookshop.org. I will try to include a link in the description. Um... If you're on the fence and you want to just kind of read the book, I recommend checking it out from your local library. Libraries are a great resource for the community and definitely deserve all the support they can get. And I hope you'll support me by liking this podcast and following it. Hope you all have a great rest of your day and as always, happy reading.